I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello. 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 <laughs> that was very well. jovial. <laughs> I feel like, uh, well, I don't feel like we have to apologise for last week. I'm really sorry, everyone. Basically, we recorded what is definitely our best episode ever. It was hilarious. And <laughs> and I stupidly lost all the audio. Steph. And we didn't have time to re-record. I'm really sorry. I've spent the whole week trying to cover up who was the culprit. I know, I know but it's important in life to fess up, isn't it? Like, I'm one of those people who admits my mistakes. We'll let you off. It's starting to feel like a therapy <laughs> session rather than a podcast, though. <laughs> <laughs> well then, Steph, how do you how do you feel about your mistake? I feel like a bag of shite, Jeff. <laughs> oh, bless you! Yeah, I just don't like failure. I mean, it's important to accept failure in your life, but I just don't like it. Does that have anything to do with your parents and your relationship with them as a young child? <laughs> All right, it <laughs> was it Freud. Is this like therapy? Dear <laughs> me, I know. <laughs> Anyway, kids, first of all, I want to do the parish notices that I announced last week that didn't actually go out. Yes. So the parish notices are Claire is safe and well. Yes. Because some some listeners were worried, Claire, you'd actually gone into labour when we suddenly lost you from the episode before that. (laughs) Well, it has been known before. (laughs) I did do an early labour last time. But hopefully not. No, I'm still here. Yeah, still here still like a big bump. fat Buddha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You're not at all, man. It, um, it's so funny. Every time I laugh, the bump just up and down. What? Just moves up and down when I laugh. What about your weird? tummy, Jeff? Does that bounce when you laugh? <laughs> My six pack. <laughs> no, it, there, there's a bit of bounceage. There's more bounceage than there was at the beginning of lockdown, I would say. Oh, God. Honestly, my belly's just taking over the house. <laughs> God. And, and did you see that report this week about the sales of biscuits and yes. tea and things have all gone up? Well, oh, but- I mean, I think I must have been about half of the biscuit sales in the country. But it's just so nice, isn't it? I've just got a vision of your tummy, like the magic porridge pot, just kind of spilling out over the top. And nobody knows the magic word to make it stop. <laughs> it's not, I wish the magic word is stop. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. care, I laughed, you know, because you know that um, programme I did with Hugh Fennie still, where we uh-huh. looked at health and everything, right? And obviously I was on it because they were helping me with my health as well. Anyway, the production company sold the TV show to um, Australia, so it's going to be shown in Australia, right? So Is this just boasting, Steph? No, no, no there's, a funny, <laughs> there's a funny line to this. So I had to do a load of press interviews with Australia, but obviously... 
a health show wow. with a TV presenter, they've assumed I'm a health guru. <laughs> so they're always getting asked questions like, what are your top tips for a, for a nutritious diet? And I was like, Kit Kats. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, maybe. I was, I was really out of digestives. I know. Well, this is it. It was like they were asking me so many funny questions. And I just said, I was like, by the way, I, I'm not a health expert. In fact, I'm very much the opposite. So. <laughs> Hopefully it'll do very well there. And when people watch it, they will realise I am just as much a novice as anyone else when it comes to health. Um, I hope you spend as much time on that programme plugging this podcast as you spend it on this podcast plugging that programme. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we might have, an, uh, have a listener to this podcast in Australia. Who knows? I can so tell you. Go. Hang on. Uh, location. Yeah. This well, is good. in. Hang on, let me have a look. Yeah, and all the time we've been doing it, 169 listens in Australia. That might be one person no who's just way. hooked. We've got 40, <laughs> 47 in New Zealand. <gasps> wow. Hang on. I'm looking for a Google whack. Yay. One in Kenya. Oh, really? If the person who listens in Kenya would like to get in touch, we'll, we'll give you a shout out of some sort. Yeah. Or well, what about that? if anyone who's listening from other countries gets in touch and lets us know where they're, where they're from? Yeah. That'd, That'd be, be lovely. Smashing. Kazakhstan or too. Instagram. Drop us a message on Instagram or Facebook. It's always nice to see. Oh, look, there's one in Ecuador. Maybe we could hook them up somehow. Oh, they could become pen pals. I've been to Ecuador. Was it you? It was amazing. Did you listen to the podcast? <laughs> was that what it's wow. like? Yeah, while well, I was there. <laughs> Basically, it's me. I've just travelled around the world to make sure that we have a global audience. Now we can write global podcasts. We can. Internationally renowned. Look at this. This is fascinating. We've got in four neighbouring... This is turning into podcast risk. We've got one in Ecuador, and then next door we've got one in Peru, one in Bolivia, and one in Paraguay. Do you reckon it's the same person? They, should, <laughs> they got on a bus. <laughs> <laughs> they should get together and uh, have a little party. Do you know, and despite all of this, we did not win the Listener's Choice Awards. It's, un it's unbelievable, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> so... I've got a really important update for you because do you remember Mary who got in touch with us about uh, the mistake at work where one of her police officers that she was training was doing their first arrest? Oh, yes. And they accidentally snapped the key for the handcuffs. Um, well, yes. she's given us an update because she heard us mention us her on the show and she wanted to update us about cake finds because you remember we were saying, like, yes. how amazing is it? Yes. So this man or woman who'd made this mistake had to um pay a fine in victoria sponge wasn't it correct yes so she's now given us the list of what equates to certain damage so a small damage to to a vehicle or lost kit is a small cake so that's what you're paying the fine okay a medium Ooh. damage is cream cakes now i'd just like to say Lunch. included in medium damage is losing a prisoner which that's not that's not medium damage <laughs> Is that not a stackable offence? Well, not if you've got cream Losing cakes to a hand. prisoner. <laughs> and then major damage to a vehicle, snapping the handcuffs on a prisoner, or losing equipment down a drain equals Krispy Kremes. They've got this all wrong. I'm sorry, that, but... I'm a little shocked. Losing a prisoner is lower down the scale than losing your truncheon down a grid. <laughs> That's that nonsense. Yeah. Jeff. <laughs> um, Claire. <yeah. laughs> Claire. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But back to the main point here. 
What's that about? And surely that's a sackable offence. You lose a prisoner you're done for, aren't you? You don't go, oh, I'm sorry, I'll bring in the cream cake. That's a full bloody Black Forest gatto right there. I'd love a bloody cream cake. Why do we do this when I'm hungry? Um, I don't know, though, losing a prisoner. It might be like you've put a good run on, but they just were faster than you. It might not be like, oh, there was a prisoner next to me. Now where have they gone? It might be like you put on a massive good chase for them and you didn't catch... Do you know what I mean? It might not be... Oh, I actually, get that. That makes more sense, Steph. It doesn't that mean, would make more sense. You know, they, you'd arrested them, they were sat next to you, and then all of a sudden you look round and they were gone. Okay, I take <laughs> your point, but the point I'd like to make is that there's too much ambiguity. It needs clarification. <laughs> Can you please give us more information? Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of questions. Do you know what, though? I am very there. grateful for Mary's honesty. And, I mean, there's every chance she could be having us on here as well. Let's just take that on board. Um, but if There's you, every chance in- that Mary's now um, got herself in a little bit of trouble and now owes lots of cakes. Oh. <laughs> She's retired, I think. That's what she told us. Oh, is she? Energy. Okay. Uh, I thought we had a whistleblower then. I thought we were going to be kind of like a G <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, but do let us know if you have anything like this in your place of work. Like, do you have cake fines? If something goes wrong, do they have to bring in a cake? Or maybe something else. But do let us know. And thank you once again for all of the stories as well. Honestly, oh man. Do you know what? We've had some brilliant ones from a pilot who got in touch, Stefan. Um, But I literally can't read any of them out on the show because otherwise you'll never get on a plane again. Well, the way it's going, Steph, that's pretty unlikely anyway, so go on. (laughs) Yeah, now I'm going to save them from the end and then I'm going to let you judge, Jeff, whether any of them can go out on air. Right. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, that is nervy. Uh, oh, we've already had a whistleblower and now we've got edgy editorial decisions to be made. I love it. <laughs> I'd like to say, though, just in case anyone's panicking, he hasn't like crashed a plane or anything like that. It's not like that kind of level. I just mean more like funny things have happened to do with flying, but nothing like horrendous. It's just more dark humour. Do you know what I mean? So, right, okay. I get you. I get you just you. go bro. You've got to have yeah, a bit of humour in your job, haven't you? Well, this is it. It's a bit like all the NHS ones. You might get some idiot who, I was going to use the T word then and I held back. Good. I know it's, not, it's not the time, Steph. Who'd <laughs> be like, oh, they should be concentrating on their job. What if they're making mistakes like that? What else are they doing? And the end of the day, it, do you know what? We all make mistakes. I'm intrigued, but I'm also a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we get on with today's show? Go on. So this week, I'm going to do something completely different, right? Okay. I'm going to interview you both for a job on this podcast using the most common questions that people get asked in interviews. So I'm going to ask you both questions. I want your answers, Claire and Jeff. And then I'm going to give you some of the funniest answers our listeners have sent us when either they or someone they've been interviews uh, said them. Is that, you up for it? Yeah, I'm up for it. Can we just clarify, though? You're interviewing us for our positions on the podcast? Yes. So there's a clear um, out coming up, is there? <laughs> have you got have you got other people lined up in the wings <laughs> well um <laughs> yeah you oh, remember that shit. technical difficulty last week i was actually trying out some other people so um there's a separate podcast called there's a separate podcast <laughs> separate podcast too can bad just, for a can we just go back a little bit <laughs> me it? and jeff didn't make any mistakes on that podcast last week <laughs> exactly i can understand you wanted to get rid of me but not claire no you're right and and also i'm oh jeff that's very kind i'm struggling <laughs> to imagine that that many people are flocking towards the opportunity of appearing on the shambles no offense 
Do you know what? If I mean, anyone Jeff, does want to get you the job, sure. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of chat isn't going to get you the job. <laughs> well, should we try? Shall I ask you some of the questions and see how you get on? Go on. And, uh, and then I'll tell you some funny answers. So this is the question to Jeff. How did you prepare for this interview, Jeff? Well, you just, <laughs> you've only just told me I'm having a bloody interview. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I, I prepared by doing exhaustive research of the back catalogue. <laughs> Claire, <laughs> yeah. how did you prepare for this interview, Claire? I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm a good talker. <laughs> so I kind of, I, I think that's all you need for a podcast, right? Is a bit of chat. So, um, yeah. So you're saying you didn't prepare at all? Well, you know, what? I mean, what's what's that to prepare other than your vocal cords, which admittedly aren't sounding all that great today. Yeah, I've listened to Claire's, lots of podcasts. I know what's good, I know what's bad. Claire's life has been whole preparation for this podcast, Jeff. unlike <laughs> Hang on, you, you can't fill in her answers because she didn't actually give an answer. <laughs> You're the interviewer. You can't tell her what she should have said. Hey, it's an important part of the interviewer's role to bring out it the is best in your candidates. Process. I can speak a lot. That's not even an answer to the question. But, but Jeff, it's a podcast. It's like, I mean, it's an episode of the two Ronnies. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, what started the podcast. To be honest, shit people crack. need to hear what goes on in your head because it's mad. <laughs> I remember yeah. ringing Jeff to to talk to him, to him about this. I said, Jeff, I've got this friend, Claire, Geordie Claire, who's honestly, she's so funny and she just waffles on. And honestly, a day can't go by at work without something random happening to her. Do you reckon there's other people <laughs> like this in the country? Turns out there's loads of you. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> there's even one in Kenya. <laughs> so Sue said, when she was asked, how did you prepare for, how did you prepare for this interview? Well, I had a bath and I shaved my legs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love it. Oh, That's how good. funny. She literally prepared. <laughs> Margaret said, when she asked someone that question in an interview, the candidate's reply was, I've put makeup on. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, though, there's something in that, right? There's something in being mentally and physically prepared, right? Yeah. You feel good on the outside, you feel good on the inside, and you give a better interview, do you yeah. think? I suppose it depends what the yeah. job is as well. I mean, if she was going for a job in a beauty counter in a shop, then oh, that's a very good answer. Yeah. Next question. <clears throat> Claire, what is your biggest achievement to date? Ooh. Now, this is a tough question, isn't it? I always find this a tough question. How many interviews have you been for? Oh, canny few, Jeff. Got them all, though. <laughs> Lol. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um Oh, you know what? Is this going to be cliche? But it's, it's. I suppose it's having a child and surviving motherhood. That's a pretty, mm. pretty good achievement, you know. Yeah. I don't know how it makes me want to give you a job on a podcast, but you know. I know. I'm. But having said that, it's given me life experience. How about that? Yeah. My dancing career. Well, yeah. I mean, dancing career. I mean, I wasn't very good, but I made it in at the shows, and that was a pretty, pretty good achievement. You weren't freaking clear. You were amazing. You were in frigging Lord of the Dance for God knows how many years. Yeah, traveling the not, world and dancing not for like, like presidents and yeah, stuff. Yeah, but it? I managed to style it out a little bit. But you know, there was there was other things were better, which is fine. Lane. But that's a really, I suppose that's a really good achievement. Everything mm-hmm. you've said's been a really good achievement. Thank Jeff. Jeff. What? Go on, Jeff. Is your biggest <laughs> achievement to date, sweetheart? Well, to be honest, after that, I think you should just give it Claire. <laughs> She's danced in front of presidents. What have I got? 
I managed to get you to bloody stand in a graveyard in bloody Wales in the dark. <laughs> Jeff, I've seen you drink shots. That's a good achievement. That's you, nothing. You a night out. Anyone can drink shots. I've never danced in front of a president. You probably have, but you just can't remember. <laughs> yeah. Did I say I danced in front of a president? Peter Kay was one of the best ones, but that's another story. You've wiped the floor uh, with me. Oh, come on, Jeff. You've done loads. Jeff, you've got some brilliant the, achievements. You've travelled the world and you've interviewed amazing people and that's, all that, haven't you? Come on. Uh, Didn't you once interview Kate Blanchett? Or did you just Kate Bloody Blanchett? No, I'll tell wow. you what, bloody Kate Blanchett. I confess that I always basically had a crush on Kate Blanchett. And finally, I was making a series in Australia about Australian culture. She agreed to do the interview. Literally on the way to the bloody plane in the airport, walking towards the aeroplane. With its best underwear packed. It was on. Steph. <laughs> and I got a phone call saying that she was going to be held up in Queensland, bloody filming Thor. So I wasn't going to get to interview her and meet her. Not only that, but I got on the plane and it was just after that brilliant film Carol came out and everyone on the bloody plane was watching it. So wherever wherever I looked on the little screens on people's headrests... There she was. There she was staring at me going, no, Jeff, not this time. Sorry. (laughs) Not today, Jeff. If you said all of this in a job interview, I'd be like... Who's this nutter? Yeah. (laughs) Stalking (laughs) Kate Blanchett. So I'm going to tell you some answers we had to this question, in case you've forgotten what the question was after Jeff's very long uh, explanation about him not interviewing Kate Blanchett. Um, (laughs) What's your biggest achievement to date? Claire, one of our listeners, said she once interviewed a candidate for a senior secretarial role. And when she asked her this question, she answered... Well, I once worked in a cafe and I was really pleased that when I cut the sandwiches in quarters, they were even. Oh. That's, that's, that's fine with me. Attention to detail. Right, OK, yeah. <laughs> Peter said he asked that question to someone applying for an office junior role. And, like, this has got to be one of my favourite answers ever. So when this girl was asked what's your biggest achievement today, she replied, I once snogged Robbie from Take That. <laughs> I mean, can I just say we don't know if this is true or not, so... And, uh, and, and how long ago? And at the risk <laughs> yeah. of bringing the libel lawyers down on us, he's not been very frugal in, you know, distributing his snogs, is all I'm saying. How do you know? Is this another Kate Blanchett story? Basically, if you always fancied Robbie and then finally you got a chance to interview him and then the moment came and you thought, I'm going to finally get my lips on Robbie and he said he had to carry on... No, I'm just saying that <laughs> it's not an achievement. If you stand there long enough, Robbie Williams is going to turn up and snog you, is all I'm saying. Oh, shut up, Jeff. Honestly, oh, I Claire, do you remember when we were kids, we loved Take That. The other thing I'd like to point out about this is, I want it doesn't say Williams. It could have been any Robbie. Like, how do we know? It could have been like, I don't know. Robbie Coltrane. Now that would be an achievement. It could have been, imagine if it was a um, lookalike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, listen, should we move on? Okay. Next question. Whew. What motivates you, Jeffrey? Bloody hell. What motivates me is, I'm trying to put myself in the interview seat here, what would you actually say? What motivates me is the satisfaction of a job well done. Claire, what's your answer? I don't know. I mean, if there's food around, I'm pretty motivated. <laughs> <laughs> if put there was cake, cake in front of me and I'll do whatever you like. 
<laughs> McDonald's, cream cakes, whatever. If there's something, if there's food around, I guess I'd, I'm pretty well fed, so therefore I'm pretty motivated. <laughs> I t- okay. I'll I tell you what does motivate me is just not being bored. I hate being bored. Yeah, just agree. You know what? If I was really going to bring this to like a, a real life work situation, motivation has to be, it has to come from good teamwork, but also good management and how they, you know what I mean? How they motivate yeah. you and how that incentive to come to work every day. I know it's really cliche, but it's, it is true, isn't it? Well, when Katie's mother-in-law was asked this question, she replied, money. She actually said that in a job interview. Yeah, needless you know what? to say, she didn't get the job. <laughs> but people have bills to pay. You know, yeah. Mo- money is a motivator for a lot of people. Of course, oh, it totally. Is. Of course, it is. Well, why? Most That's of why you take a job. Work. Yeah. How would your friends or colleagues describe you? Is my next question. Oh, Claire. <laughs> no, they, I think they'd be kinder than that. <laughs> <laughs> actually, yeah, I did it. We did a task once at a team building session you had to write like a word or two about people on the team and then they were put into an envelope it was I think it was really about motivating people it took me days to open my envelope because I was really like apprehensive about it I was thinking I just don't I know that people wouldn't outrightly be awful but I don't know what everyone's handwriting's like (laughs) could have said anything um so what did it say some nice things do you know what I think it was things like you know loyalty fun good crack I'm making some of this up now. (laughs) (laughs) She's great to work with. She's amazing at her job. No, yeah, I think it was all pretty, yeah. I'm pretty, I suppose I'm pretty friendly. Jeff, what about you? Well, on the basis of what my colleagues have been saying the last half hour, I would say long-winded and boring. (laughs) Jeff, that that did not come out of my mouth. Uh, Well, I I was going to be more specific, but I didn't like to... uh, (laughs) Point the finger directly the in- at the, at the uh, person accusing me of such. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm happy the interviewer with that. has given us a. She's given you a hard time, but that's okay. I, if, she's just trying to get the best out of you. I, I don't mind that. That's perfectly Technique. acceptable. And you know, I would add pompous to the list as well uh, while I'm <laughs> at it. Slightly pompous. Think, Clever. Interesting. I think Jeff, you're a bit like me, where you you don't really like compliments. You prefer to be challenged. Oh, much more. I hate a compliment, yeah. don't you? If I started mm-hmm. saying to you, Jeff, I think you're really clever it's and just, you're fun no, no, and you're no, kind. No, 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 no. All right, enough. You're funny. I mean, I've just said looking. that. You're the, just... the connection's going, oh, hang on. What can you do with that? This, it's horrible. I don't like it you at just all. just go... Thanks very much. You are too. You're brilliant. (laughs) But that's the thing about job interviews. When you ask those questions and you're expected to suddenly transform yourself because you've got to play this part where you, you're bigging oh, yourself up and for a lot of us that's really yeah. hard and, and yeah. it, it's a very false environment really false oh, yeah. speak totally differently false. you act differently let me tell you some of the answers we got then so tracy okay. said she was asked how would your best friend describe you and she replied back a bit of a nutter that's good i like that <laughs> brilliant yeah. I like it. She got the job <laughs> 24 <laughs> years she? later. She's still Good there. Stuff. Yay, brilliant. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Yeah, uh, Liz was asked this question in a slightly different form. I think this is a bit weird to be asked this question, but hey-ho. Liz was asked, what would you like to have written on your gravestone to remember you? Liz says oh, she didn't Jesus. falter. I know. Liz didn't falter and replied, not what you saw on the tin. <laughs> oh, that's clever. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She got the job. And guess what, that's guys? Quick, that. Liz <laughs> listens in Austria. So, Liz, thank you for being one of our global listeners. Hang on, hang on. Oh, I've, I've got Liz, the map up. amazing. See if you can see where she lives. There are 12 <laughs> others of you in Austria. So, <gasps> go out and find them. At a <laughs> safe <laughs> social distance, of course. How lovely. <laughs> Angus says, a friend was asked to describe himself in one word. After a minute or so of umming and ahhing, he replied, decisive, I suppose. Clever. <laughs> <laughs> Good funny. man, like it. He, is, he says, I assume they thought he was being funny because he got the job. <laughs> so he, he wasn't trying to be funny. He was... <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. That that is true. Like, if I was interviewing, I just a bit of personality. Just, yeah. You know, capabilities-wise, you can often tell, you know, from the application whether they've got the right capabilities. But what I want to know is, how are they going to work with the team? Yes, exactly. Are they going to be like a Mizog in the corner? Or are they going to be fun? Uh, You know, what... What's a Mizog? You can... A miserable ogre. A miserable ogre? Oh, a Mizog. Yeah, Mizog. The thing is, you can teach anybody. Sorry. I've got a really important question to ask you that I've just remembered because I've been having this debate. Do you know when you got the chippy, Jeff, this is relevant to you as well. You know, you've got the chippy and you get chips, right? And then you ask for something extra on top. And I don't mean gravy or whatever. You ask Mm -hmm. for what you call it. We call it batter. Do you? Do you not call it scraps? No, I noticed that on your Twitter. I I mean, I totally agreed with you. I mean, you can't go and not get the... The batter, yeah, we call it batter. I go scraps, scraps, yeah, scraps every time, yeah. 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 Because I've had messages saying people call them scrunchins. Scrunchins, I've heard that, yeah. Have you? I think that word's great. I love that word, scrunchins. Never heard that. Anyway, 
I just wanted to see because, you know, Claire and I grew up not that far apart from each other, but yet we have a completely different language to each other. Yeah, we do. Not completely. <laughs> I mean, yeah, not completely different, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fighting for the scraps. <laughs> so do you remember Matt who sent us a story a few weeks ago about when he was in a job interview and uh, he got given a pencil and he and they said, sell the pencil. And yeah, he yeah. snapped oh, yeah, it in yeah, half yeah. and said, buy one, get one free. <laughs> yeah, genius. Well, he said he was in, he sent us another story. Thank you very much, Matt. We were interviewing a team uh, for a team leader position. At the end of the interview, we asked the candidate, let's call her Mary, how her previous manager would describe her. Uh, We were trying to understand her management style. Mary said, well, for a start, he'd call me Bob. I've had a sex change. (laughs) Mary got the job. Good on you, Mary. Get in. Uh, Good stuff, isn't it? Um, Next question, Jeff. Yes. Why do you want the job? Why do I want to be on this podcast? That's a very good question. Well, it comes back to a film I watched a while back. We watched a film with Jim Carrey called Yes Man or something. Yes Guy. And basically, he was a bit of a misery guts. And he he got to the point in life where he was turning everything down. He was saying no to all the opportunities. And my kid said, come on, Dad. Have you, you turned into a bit of a no guy, aren't you? Why, do you? why don't you be a bit more of a yes guy? If some opportunity comes up, they said, no matter how unpromising it is or how, you know, disreputable <laughs> the people you might be involved with might be, you should you should give it a try, embrace it with open arms. And I think this is the perfect opportunity, opportunity for me to exhibit that new approach to life. You cheeky git. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm being a yes guy. Disreputable. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking theoretically. Oh, there's the dig about me. Is your name theoretically? What are you on about? <laughs> I mean, Jeff, I love, I love the yes man. Uh, but it's made me so much more positive and outgoing and optimistic. And here I am sitting with you too. In some weird job interview for a job I've already got that nobody else wants. <laughs> and that you don't get paid for. Know, yeah. And that the stress that comes along with it, Jeff, for you. Bless oh, you. Bloody <laughs> and also, I can tell that the optimism shining through now because we have to know <laughs> Jeff's rant of the podcast for at least two We're weeks. Like- me and Steph are like nervously laughing because we know how stressed it is, how stressed you are and how stressful it can be. No, not at all. <laughs> and trying to keep us two no, not at on all. track. Oh, Jeff, what's Google? Cr- what, what do I have to press? What's that? In all the technology. I have to copy and paste what? Oh, Jeff, I've lost oh, all Jesus. the audio. Oh, never I mind. I mean, what a time. What a time to do all this techie stuff, eh? Um, Claire, why do you want the job? <laughs> Why not? Why would I give up the opportunity to talk even more? <laughs> and to have some crack with, with some good friends? Why, you know, why Why would I turn that down? No, I, I, Jeff, I'm a little bit like you. I, yeah, I got to the point where, you know, life just, I've always been a lover of life, as you as well know, and all about this YOLO, you only live once. And it came about and I thought, oh my God, that's, that's, that's a pretty cool opportunity. Carpe diem. Seize the podcast. Yeah, all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah all of that. Yeah. <laughs> all of that. <laughs> talk already a lot. Why not talk for a living? For a living? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd just like to point out, we're not actually making any money. <laughs> when we're, we're making absolutely nothing. <laughs> One day I'm sure it'll pay off. <laughs> yeah. Tell your about. friends, people, for goodness sake. 
<laughs> yeah, Claire's unborn child is going to go hungry this Christmas if we don't get more listeners. <laughs> oh, bless it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah. let's not sound desperate. Um, so here are some answers from people. Jason said he interviewed someone and asked why they wanted a job with the company. They answered... Well, I only wanted an interview here because I'm a ghost hunter and the lane outside is supposed to be haunted after multiple murders. What? How come you've lasted this long and not told us the bloody best story of the... This is, <laughs> he's a what? He's a ghost hunter and he wants yeah. to what? He wanted to... It's, it's it, And the lane outside is supposed to be haunted after multiple murders. So can he not just go down to the lane? Does he need to go through the job? <laughs> maybe he had a better view though in, from you... there. Oh, he's setting up surveillance maybe. Oh no, I don't I mean, get a... this one. It's a hell of an answer to give, isn't it? I mean... Oh, it's brilliant. He's getting the job every time. If I was the inter- That's given me more questions than I should. Oh, that, that would stress me out as an interviewer. I'd be like, oh, I just don't get that. Maybe he, this person wanted a job there so that they could carry on with their exactly. surveillance or, you know. So is this the person who got in touch with you or is this the interviewer? This is the interviewer. Oh, we need to find out if that person got the job. Did they find the ghosts? I mean, I'll be honest, I don't think they're likely to have got the job. Unless the job was, of course, some type of... Ghost hunter. Ghost hunter. <laughs> <laughs> Ghostbusters. Maybe it was the Ghostbusters building. Is this Bill Murray? Maybe this is Bill Murray going for a job. Oh, you'd give Bill nah, Murray a job, think... wouldn't you? I mean, Jeff, you've always struck me as someone, Jeff, who's not that bothered about celebrity. Yeah. But so far we've had Kate Blanchett, <laughs> we've had Robbie Williams, Robbie Coltrane and Bill Murray. I've like... pointed out that my entire indifference to Robbie Williams and I've just pointed out two global icons, Kate Blanchett and Bill Murray. It's hardly, you know, they're my only two celebrities that I like. No, Does that suit you, you me- better? You mentioned Robbie Coltrane. You said I would like to snog Robbie Coltrane. Yeah. If it was a choice between him and Robbie Williams and that stands. I'm not, well, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not a Robbie be... Coltrane on, t-shirt. But... Was, no, but you, you're not indifferent to Robbie Williams then, are you? Because you've gone on about him now. If push comes to shove, I'm negative towards Robbie Williams. I'm positive towards Ro- Robbie Coltrane, a fantastic Hagrid, thank you very much. Cracker, one of the best television series of all time. Who's your favourite Robbie, Claire? I don't know. I, I must admit, though, Robbie I've been Fowler watching... Fowler out of EastEnders? No. Go on, what have you been watching? Harry Potter. That's got Robbie Coltrane in, in it, hasn't it? He's brilliant, isn't he? He is. So I've never well, really thought about a favourite Robbie before, but... Mm. <laughs> funny that. I wonder why. Yeah, funny that. <laughs> Who's your favourite Jeffrey, Claire? Oh, I mean, there's only one Jeff, right? Yeah, the one out that of Rainbow. Jeff? I was going to say the one out of Rainbow. <laughs> he was... Which was the scourge of my childhood. I grew up at peak rainbow time in the 70s. And so, Did you? So for years, people would come up to me and, and imitate George or Zippy, going, oh, oh, Jeffrey, oh, Jeffrey. <laughs> Oh, you're scarred from that, aren't you? Can I just mention one more thing before I move on? Because I must read you these other stories. Um, Okay. Do you know Bungle out of Rainbow? Yes. Why Mm -hmm. did he put his pyjamas on to go to bed when the rest of the time it must mean he was naked? Because he's got fur. Interesting. And he's a bear. Yeah, but he was must have been naked the whole time and then put pyjamas on to go to bed. Now that just messes with my head. But he's a bear who's naked because bears are naked. Uh, but they've got fur, so, so there's nothing to see here. Because he likes pyjamas. Why can't why? Bungle we're going, we're like going pyjamas? Too, too deep today. We're thinking a lot. There's nothing deep about this, Claire. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing deep. There's just a lot of thought going into it, isn't there? I know. 
Jeff, I want one of your intellectual moments from this. Well, you can't throw Bungle at me and expect a bloody intellectual answer, but Bungle <laughs> has the right to, to wear pyjamas if he bloody well wants to. <laughs> but not be naked the rest of the time. He should have perhaps worn some modesty. Do you want bears to be wearing clothes 24-7 in the wild now? Is that what you're saying? Is that your latest campaign? If they talk and interact with humans and appear on television shows, then yes, I do. <laughs> anyway, Dave says... Winnie the Pooh interacts with Christopher Robin. And wore a T-shirt. Well, yeah, but nothing else. You might think that the important bits were... Maybe were they no, don't have anything else. Un- <laughs> ...remained uncovered by the use of the T-shirt. <laughs> Depends. Oh, man. Stop. Let's stop. Dave said he had an interview for a job after he retired from the police. It was at a local hospital filing records. Uh, he said he wasn't too bothered if he got the job or not, as it was a kind of knee-jerk reaction to not being employed, because, of course, he must, he'd probably just done his 30 years in the police. Anyway, the first two questions he got, why he wanted the job, his reply was, I can only play so much Xbox, and I'm sick of my wife leaving a list of jobs for me. <laughs> He's made the cardinal error there, hasn't he, yeah. of actually saying what he thinks. Oh, a little bit of honesty, though. Just, you know... <laughs> That's that's not a little bit of honesty. That's that's motivation for me to get out the house. At least you know you'll turn up every day. That's a lot of honesty. That's too much honesty. Like you said before about personality, you want a bit of personality. You don't want too much personality. You don't want Timmy Mallet going off like a bloody explosion <gasps> in a paint I factory. love Timmy Mallet. Oh, here we go again. Look, we've, we've anyway, are you again name dropping, Jeff? I don't know what is going on. Whether you've read something somewhere that if we say loads of celebrities' <laughs> names in the podcast, it'll help with listeners. I don't know, but I don't think saying that's... Timmy Mallet is going to help anything. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a good Timmy Mallet story for you, but I'll save it for another time because I want to get to the end of this bloody podcast. Yeah, come on, we've recorded bloody hours already. <laughs> uh, Dave also got asked uh, if your friends, if if we asked your friends, should we give you the job? What would they say? His reply, give him the job. <laughs> I just sat and looked at them and waited for the next question. <laughs> but maybe you, if you're not that bothered, maybe you do do better because then your nerves aren't there and you just are more yourself. Because Lucy yeah, says... Yeah, it's too false. Yeah, she once tried to do a really bad interview because she didn't actually want the job. Uh, she gave awful answers and got the job, and she's still there 27 years later and absolutely loves it. Now, how good of a story oh, really? is that? That is good. Yeah, that is good. Sorry, I, I got distracted there. My, one of the girls was trying to break in. Short shrift was given. <laughs> Go on, away with you. <laughs> Here we go, then. This is the question for you, which is a very good one to end on. What's your weakness, Jeff? Oh, that's oh, a bloody bugger of a question, isn't it? Because you meant to say something like, well, I'm just too much of a perfectionist. Um... My weakness is for celebrities. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you some help. Hazel said her weakness is drinking wine. That's what she said in a job interview. Jane said in in her job interview when she was asked, what's your weakness? She said ironing. (laughs) (laughs) They're not good at ironing or they're too prone to iron? They like it too much. Oh, that's just too many questions, Jeff. (laughs) Ironing is my weakness. <laughs> I'm going to guess that she's not very good at ironing. That's a weakness. I don't think so. so. I think she irons too much. She can't stop herself. Nah. No, one, no one likes ironing that much. My mother-in-law no. does. Oh, really? You know, some people can't have just one drink. Well, me. Um, but she can't just iron one shirt. She's away. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, she oh I'd love someone like that. Yeah. Claire, <laughs> what's your weakness? Oh, gosh. That is such a hard question. 
I've probably got loads. <laughs> it's it's a really no. crappy question because it's one of those ones you have to turn into a positive, isn't it? Is, it? Yeah. I'm too yeah. much of a perfectionist. Yeah, it's a it's a really hard one. That I hate I hate that question, and I don't know why it's relevant to the interview. No, it's not because to, as an interviewer, do you really want to know what they're rubbish at or what their weakness is? Or I don't know. I always feel like it's just a it's such a a boring question. <laughs> not that I'm saying you're boring, Steph. Obviously not. She's not getting the job. She's not getting the job. <laughs> but it is, isn't it? It's a really unusual question to ask because why Why do I ask that question? You haven't given us an answer though, have you? Come on. No. Oh, I, I don't know. I mean... Technology? Oh, te- yes. <laughs> you can answer it for it. Well, we've been here five minutes what? and she's not bloody answered. Now, this could get really, really personal. You could go out, you know, I'm, I'm not very good at technology, but I try. There we go. Turned it into a positive. I'd take courses to make myself better. All of that jazz. Um, I'm really not good at technology. I, honestly, I'm really not. I've probably got a few weaknesses if we're going to go down that. But, Jeff, I wouldn't say that in an interview because I want them to think that I'm good at those things. So what would you say? Yeah. This is an interview situation. You've been asked the question. What's your answer? Jeff, can you just wind your neck in a bit here, love? Because <laughs> it's me who's the interviewer. And if I want to push know, but, I will. You've gone absent. I don't know where you've gone AWOL. I just because I'm <laughs> Do you know what women, I'm like, oh. how, long you, how long are you giving her? <laughs> Longer than you because you're being a knob. <laughs> uh, no. I'll let you think for a bit longer, love. Dominic said he found out um, that a job he was going for had already been given to someone else. So obviously he was like, whatever, in the interview. So he used it as interview practice up until the point they asked the dreaded, what's your biggest weakness question? Uh, instead of giving a proper answer, I simply said, I'm inherently lazy. And then didn't say anything else. The following silence was a bit long. Brilliant. <laughs> I like it a lot. Has it inspired you, Claire? Have you got an answer? I haven't got it. Honestly, I find it. I find this a very difficult question. <laughs> Did you that hear a dog genius. barking in the background? <laughs> that was our calamity. Our dog shouting, come on, Claire, for God's sake. <laughs> I deliberately did I'm the blind out. thing to see what would happen. That was that was. I know, so did I. I, I, yeah, I enjoyed really that silence. Um, yeah. I think the biggest weakness is... Um, Talking too much then? Interrupting. <laughs> <laughs> um, Katie said, she, she sent us an email in and she had loads of comedy mishap stories, but I, I'm going to read you my favourite from them. She said when she was a student, she had an interview for a telephone bank and it was the first kind of hour-long interview she'd ever had. And it was totally different to the interviews she'd had for like supermarkets and pub jobs she'd had before. So one of the questions was, was when have you had a good idea and been able to put it into practice? And like Claire's brain, Katie's brain went blank at that moment. And she just was like, oh, my God, I couldn't think of anything. The interviewer returned to that question three times. Mm. Eventually, she gave the example of changing where we kept the kettle and mugs in our student kitchen so that our working triangle was more efficient. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, you know what? If it works, that's brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Do you know? And Katie said, I love that answer. Uh, Katie, as if students are efficient anyway. Um, Katie said she didn't get the job, but it made her always prepare for that question when she goes to an interview. That's the trick, isn't it? Remembering the ones mm. that you stumble yeah. on. Yeah. So we've come to the end of the interview, guys. And I just want to let you both know. <laughs> Do you have any questions for me, either of you? Yes, I've got a question. Does anybody else want this job? Are you just going to give it to us regardless? <laughs> Claire, any questions? I've really enjoyed this interview. That's not a question. I've had a really fun time. It's not a question. I just wanted to make a make a point. 
The good news is there are two positions available. <gasps> One Fantastic. is for a, a pompous, cranky bloke yes. who lives in Macclesfield. Yes. Jeff, you've got the job. Yes. <laughs> the other is for a talkative and rather wonderful uh, person who eats lots of food from Newcastle. Claire, you've got oh, the job. Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, final well, story that's to lucky. tell you before. <laughs> I know, thank God, eh? Uh, final story to tell you before I go. I just want to do the quick thinking answers people have given. This is very funny. Um, Sandboy on Twitter said, I asked a young lad the last book he read. He said, Kevin Phillips' autobiography. Uh, for those of you who don't know, he's a Sunderland player. Uh, so, this is what Sandboy said. So I said, wasn't it terrible? Wasn't it an awful book? And the re- lad replied, I don't know. I just saw the Sunderland picture on your wall and thought it would be a good answer. <laughs> oh, that's so job. clever. That's very clever. Good <laughs> that man. is very clever. Uh, John says his mate's brother went for an interview at Weetabix and it got down to the nitty gritty. And one of the panels said to him, what can you tell us about Weetabix? To which his deadpan re- reply was, it's great with milk and sugar. Suffice to say, he wasn't offered a role, <laughs> but he was honest. I mean, that's exactly how I like my Weetabix. Do you like your Weetabix hot or cold? Oh, cold, I think. I find I'm the only one in the house, like my husband and my little boy have it cold. I'm like, what? That's not how I was brought up. It was always hot. Warm milk. Not in summer. In summer, honestly, yes. Nonsense. No, no, honestly. In summer? Yeah. I mean, I haven't got big views on this, I'll be honest. I think it's time to bow out, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, that's it for this week. I think we're probably, we're going to do, I'd probably do another week and then we're probably going to have a break for the summer, aren't we? Is sounds good. decided? That sounds like uh, a good plan. Uh, so, next week we are going to talk about misunderstandings at work. So, this is when you've been asked to do something and you've misunderstood what you've been asked to do. Or the other way around, you've asked somebody to do something and they've misunderstood. Yes. Any... Yeah, okay. and this, is, this has come from me seeing a tweet, which was a woman who said when she sent her husband to buy loo rolls on the shopping list, she'd written it for him. She wanted loo rolls, he came back with 100 bread rolls because <laughs> he misread it as 100 instead of loo. <laughs> oh my God, I didn't get that. I was like, how did he... Eh? Oh, that's so funny. A hundred rolls, Lou rolls. That's fantastic. Love it. That is brilliant. <laughs> I know. We've already had some sent in, so uh, we'll be doing that Great. next week. So, well done. You've oh, got guys. the job. So I'll see you Thanks. both next week. Yeah. Yeah. And your pay is... Lovely. Naffle. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, oh, everyone, fun. for sending Thanks, your stories. Uh, don't forget to email notbadforamonday at hotmail.com and uh, yeah keep sending them in we've had loads of crackers I'm not going to tell you the pilot one this week because I'm going to sense check it with Jeff um, and then maybe I'll tell you it next week Stefan if you're listening though thank you for sending them because they're bloody brilliant see you later (laughs) okay bye even on a budget Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.